This is a podcast from Rover. Royal Exchange here. Well, here's a busy man, National Party leader Christopher Luxon. Uh, Tauranga today, I understand, uh, where he's on the campaign trail. Uh, very busy. Welcome onto the show, Christopher. Good morning. Great to be with you guys. Now, Christopher, I am going to have to address the elephant in the room. Obviously, <laughs> the big news that everyone has been talking about, the very sad news, obviously, what happened yeah. in Auckland uh, yesterday in the CBD. Um I know obviously yesterday you, you didn't comment on it. Uh, it was understandable, not the time or place, but I do want to ask you about our gun laws and you know what, what National would do to make sure that the reeds of this world are not able to access a gun in the future. Yeah, well, look, the bigger issue, I think, and the bigger question to ask is actually you know, what, what has happened with the sentencing of this individual and this offender? Because essentially... You know, he had a violent background. Um, he was, in theory, up for a three-year sentence that ended up getting, you know, um, you know, sentence discounted down to a five-month home detention. And, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about um, and saying very strongly is that there is not strong enough sentencing taking place. Uh, and I think that's the critical question that we need to be asking and Kiwis are asking now, which is, well, how on earth did this individual, this offender, get such a light sentence for what was quite a uh, violent crime? And that's the big issue because... You know, to be honest, this government's had one goal in law and order space, and that's been a 30% reduction in the prison population. And that would be fine if we had a 30% reduction in crime, but we haven't. We've had a 33% growth in violent crime, 100% growth in uh, retail crime, and a ram rate every 15 hours. So, you know, that's the reason why you need a comprehensive set of policies to actually make sure there are serious consequences for serious crimes. So what policies would you implement that would address this? Well, we've talked about that over the last year and a half, right, and Mark Mitchell and myself. First of all, we've got to back the police. We've got to tackle gangs in particular, and there's a whole bunch of things we need to do about there around making gang membership an aggravating factor for sentencing, banning gang patches in public places, giving police uh, warrantless search powers to go after the illegal guns that's driving all the violent crime that we're experiencing. On the other hand, we need to have serious consequences, and particularly for serious young offenders, and that means making sure, even using our military academies with community organisations embedded in them. And then we need stronger sentencing. And what we talked about you know, several months ago now was actually saying we're going to limit the amount that judges can discount sentences because we're seeing, judge, you know, we're seeing offenders actually get up to 85% discounts from what are the starting uh, penalty or, 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 um, or sentencing. Um, you know, as a result, as, as judges discount a whole bunch of things that ends up with watered down sentences so and I think New Zealanders are seeing that you know every week there's cases where we've been very serious violent crimes committed and what seems like very light sentences so we appreciate yep judges need to have some discretion with respect to individual cases but there also needs to be a limit uh, you can't just discount sentences down to 85% of what they were. Mm. Okay any idea on, on what that limit might look like or that's that's just a, a goal to well, we've said initially we, we can't see any reason to go beyond a 40% cap. Uh, there will be there will be cases, uh, you know, individually where someone admits guilt, uh, where they might generally be young and remorseful and therefore, but we're only letting them use that offence once. Mm-hmm. We don't believe that the government should be funding what is called cultural reports, um, which are prepared for an offender uh, to a judge to be able to talk down their sentences uh, based off their backgrounds. Uh, we think you know that shouldn't be funded by by the government at all. In fact, that money should be going to the victims and to give the victims more support through the process. I and mean, that's what we'll do. Um, and then equally, in our prison population, you know, this is the issue: is the government has got the one declared goal, which is a thirty percent reduction in crime uh, prisoners. We want to be focusing on reducing crime, not reducing the prison population. 
that's just an outcome of, of crime and what that is. So the reality is, yes, prisoners will, you know, offenders will be in prison for longer uh, and more of them um, as, uh, under a national government. Do you, do you think this issue, crime and general sentencing, um, you've got obviously the, the ram raids that have been happening in Auckland, it seems uh, that New know, Zealand... We had seven ram raids in Christchurch on Monday morning between 3am and 6am, which was phenomenal. Okay, so Auckland and Christchurch. Now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that this is a key issue for the upcoming election for, for voters? Yeah, it has been. I mean... People are not feeling safe in their own homes, their businesses or their communities. And, you know, you just got to go talk to some people. Mark Mitchell and I go talk to victims of crime most weeks, you know, if not every second week, and spend some time with them. And, you know, I remember us going to visit a dairy earlier in the year. And, you know, one room wide, mum and dad sleep above the store, 32 years old. Um, Their five-year-old sleeps on a mattress behind the counter. 2 a.m. in the morning, car comes rushing, you know, smashing right through the front of that store. And, you know, you just think about the trauma, stressing and anxiety that that family's under and the pain and suffering that it's caused. Not just the financial losses and the insurance, yeah. increased insurance premiums and all that stuff. But this, these guys said to me, they said, look, we, we've taken two or three jobs to get the deposit for this business. They've worked incredibly hard for it. Mm. And, to, and they said, we pay our taxes, we get our kids, to, our son to school, we do everything right, and it feels like the government's on the side of the offender, not the victim. And I just think that's exactly right. This government has sent a message from the top that they're soft on crime, and as a result, they don't. They want a lower reduction in the prison population. That has filtered its way through the judiciary, and as a result, we've got soft sentencing. Yeah, okay. Um, and, I, and I bet those people too are, are living in fear all the time as well, which is... And why, which is... And why should they? You know, isn't it a basic protect, you know, job of government to protect New Zealanders and make sure that they do feel safe and are safe? You know, that surely has to be the, one of the prime responsibilities of government. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on to the polls. Love them or hate them. The National Party is edging up a bit there, but the smaller parties are also gaining some ground too. Yeah, look, I mean, we've made tremendous progress in 18 months since I've been leader. If you think about where we were a year after our worst, one of our worst election results ever in our 82-year history, um, you know, we've made great progress. And so we're really proud of that. Um, but to be honest with you, there's so many different polls. There's so many different methodologies behind them that um, the only poll that we're really focused on now is October the 14th. And that just means talking to Kiwis about what they're focused on, how we get this country sorted, turned around, going forward. Uh, and back on track. And that means focusing on, you know, fixing the economy so we reduce the cost of living. It means restoring law and order and personal responsibility. And it means delivering better health and education services for Kiwis. And that's the four big things that I think New Zealanders are fixated and focused on. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to fix the economy because that's the thing that we've got to do. You know, you will see it on farm at the moment. Massive amount. I think sheep and beef farms, inflation, farm inflation's up 16%. You know, that's unbelievable. Yep. Profits are down 30%. So, I mean, like, that is not a sustainable place. We have to get this country growing. We're now the only country in the Asia-Pacific region in a recession, and our economy is shrinking, and we have to get ourselves into a positive growth mindset with some ambition and some aspiration to get out of the hole that we're in. Yeah, I mean, 100% what you're saying, the schedules are falling at the moment. We're looking at killing lambs or selling lambs store, but it's just there's more and more money coming out of the schedule plus the costs are rising all the time and and everything's just tightening up but I would love to talk about something that is quite close to my heart because I drive over them every year uh, every day I should say (laughs) multiple times a day Uh, and that is potholes because I live on a gravel road but you don't need to live on a gravel road to find a pothole uh, on the east coast of New Zealand where I live 
Um, yep. And I'm pretty sure the tire fell off my ute because of wear and tear of uh, potholes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tell us about this fund. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the bottom line is we have got about 54,000 potholes in New Zealand um, at the moment each year. Um, and in theory, NZTA is supposed to fix them up every, within 48 hours, but that doesn't happen. Uh, so what <laughs> we've said joke. really clearly is, look, it's causing so much damage uh, to motorists and to freight. It's a safety issue, and our roads should be safe, and they should be convenient to be able to be in, in, in good quality so people can get to and fro from work and, and to make social connection with each other. So what we're doing is taking half a billion dollars out of uh, existing spending that's happening, which you think is some stuff that's not getting results, um, slowing down speed limits, putting in speed bumps, uh, all of that stuff. And we want to first and foremost um, repair those potholes. Um, we're going to make sure that NZTA repairs them on state highways within uh, 24 hours, not 48 hours. And we also want to make a commitment to rehabilitate and re- repave um, 2% of our road network each year. That's what we need to do because roads last a long time, but we're talking about totally rebuilding you know, 2% of the network each and every year to make sure that those roads are safe. Um, and we think fixing the roads up will make them safer. And the answer is not to lower the speed limits to 80 k's and put speed bumps everywhere but actually to be able to repair the underlying roads. And whether you're ultimately in an EV or a hydrogen truck, we still are going to need fantastic roads in New Zealand. And in our government, you know, we built the Waikato Expressway and the Kapiti Expressway and Transmission Gully, and you see the benefit of those roads. Like Waikato Expressway, one of the safest roads, but also one of the fastest roads in the country, 110 kilometre speed limit, and it's a good quality road and a really safe road. So we think that's the better approach than some of the stuff that's happening at the moment. Yeah, look, I mean, there's potholes on my road that have been there for for over a year, let alone oh. 48 hours, let alone 24. So, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the pothole fund. Um, I'd settle for just a road with no potholes. It doesn't necessarily need to be a fast road, but um, I but really it's funny appreciate how we just sort of have accepted that that's the way things are in New Zealand now, right? And what we're saying is the government's underinvested in the road network. It's taken money out of that and put it into cycleways and and some other things that we just don't think are getting results. Um, and actually, we want core roads maintained in state highways. And it's mm. also local roads that councils have as well, and that's where that money will go to, uh, to be able to do both those jobs with the state highways and local roads. If you just take Auckland, for example, they've got a 1,000 kilometres of local roads that are, are poorly maintained. So it's not just rural New Zealand, it's also you know, urban as well. It's across the piece. Well, I'd, I'd love to keep talking to you about this, but I know that we need to wrap it up here. Uh, I'm a big fan of the idea of fixing our roads. Obviously, that's how we get our stock out. That's how we get uh, yep. equipment in for our farm so that we can Economy be moving. productive. And we've got dropouts. You know, we've, we already are down to just a, a stock truck coming in as opposed to a stock truck and trailer because it's too dangerous. So um, mm. please do fix the potholes. Uh, that is yep. national, national Leader Christopher Luxon. Thank you so much for your time today. Great to be with you. Thanks so much, Bex.